It's Tuesday, August 10th. I'm Rudy. Police officers with tattoos are weird. Every time I see a cop covering tattoos, I think, aren't you supposed to be the one getting arrested? Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. Thank you guys so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on Stitcher. And every day at 9.45 a.m., we go live, baby. It's just Instagram at Rudy underscore Povich. 9.45 a.m. Central Time every single day, Monday through Friday. Today on the show, make sure you cover your tender resignation. But first, say what up to some people. What up to Angela? Hello, Tara. What's up, Bellamy Jack? Wyatt, what's up? Anna, Maximilian. Nice to see everybody today. Uh, last night, uh, first off, uh, make sure that you go out and you pick up a little bit of merchandise for a long walk to Cleveland. You can find it on my website, rudypovich.com. Also coming up August 24th, I'll be at the House of Comedy. If you want to get on the guest list, let me know. Just drop me a line. I'll put you on there. No problem. Uh, I'll be doing about, uh, I don't know, I think there's a shorter showcase those nights. It's five minutes, but it's a good five minutes. It's tight five minutes. It's all worked out material. Like, I don't bring new shit to those shows because I don't want anybody to leave going, well, that was weird. There wasn't a punchline in there. Yeah, it's because that shit's not worked out. I'll leave that stuff for, like, the uh, wayward open mics in the middle of town that nobody goes to. You want to bring your heat when you are uh, on a showcase like that. So let me know if you want to go. Also, uh, September, I believe it's 9th, will be the Twin Cities Film Fest. I'll give you some more information on that as I get it. Uh, we will be uh, doing some stand-up that night and watching some comedic shorts. My film, Raising a Daughter, also going to be included in, that, included in that. So please let me know if you want to attend, and I'll get you some, some information as I can. So I told you guys the other day that uh, I was out on a, a first date with a very nice, lovely lady. She's a uh, she's sweet. Anna, love the sweatshirt I ordered. Thank you so much. Mine shall be here tomorrow. I'm going to be repping that thing. See, here's the thing that people forget about sweat. They don't know about this with people in the Midwest in sweatshirts. If you get one in the fall, you will wear that until the spring. That is your sweatshirt. Find one good one. You'll wear it every day. It's weird that we have to go out and, you know, you wear a t-shirt for like four hours. You throw it in the wash. You can wear a sweatshirt for nine and a half weeks and you're like, fucking still clean. <laughs> it's like a jacket, I guess, right? So, yeah, thank you very much, Ann. I really do appreciate it. Mine will be coming up on Wednesday, I believe, is when they gave me my order date or my arrival date. So, we'll have, uh, I'll be rocking that thing as soon as it comes. So, really do appreciate it, for sure. Really do appreciate it. Uh, but as I was saying, I uh, went out on a, uh, a date the other night on Saturday and uh, the gal I was out with, really nice, right? Just the sweetest gal. Uh, Happened to have like a lot in common. She was uh, from Wisconsin, just north of Madison. She went to college at the University of La Crosse. I stepped foot onto that campus. <laughs> Never really made it to classes. But, um, you know, it was fun. It was a good time in La Crosse. I mean, seven years there. Cut my teeth. You know, made a name for myself in radio and then finally got to a major market. I mean, after being there for seven years. That's a good place, man. I think it's the be- best city in the Midwest. Hands down. You're not going to find a better one. It's that's It's filled with... Really good people. It, everything is still relatively cheap. Like the housing hasn't gone through the goddamn roof yet. Um, you can make a pretty decent living. You know, the schools are pretty good for the most part. You know, I mean, I know every city's having their drug problems right now, but the crime and the drugs are, you know, I mean, they're 
they're there, but not as bad as some places. So, you know, if you are thinking about pulling anchor and going to a, a, a smaller market, dude, La Crosse, Wisconsin, let me tell you. Uh, so her and I had gone out on Saturday. Had a nice evening, just, you know, at the end of the evening, shook hands, say, take care. Maybe we'll do this again sometime. So we made plans for yesterday evening. Her and I took the dogs over to uh, the Open Leash Park in, is that, I guess it, I guess it'd be Eden Prairie, you know, uh, in the uh, southwest corner of the metro. A beautiful place. I'd never been there before. Hoity-toity as b- fucking rich people with all their sweet ass SUVs and shit. I-, I drove past the entrance to the park and didn't realize that I had driven past it. So I look at my rear view and there isn't some, there is nobody behind me for a hundred yards, if not more. So I get up to the next street and I whip a U-turn and some fucking cunt comes up behind me and starts like honking the horn. Like I'm looking at her. My car was straight back on the high. And she's like, what the fuck? Give me the, I was like, listen, you rich hag. I was like, heaven forbid if somebody who's never been to your neighborhood didn't realize that he missed the turn and then went up another 50 feet and turned around. Oh, Christ. And you were turning at the street. I, it wasn't like you were going to blow through my quarter panel. What the fuck is the matter with you? God. Rich people are the worst sometimes when it comes to that shit. I said this the other day, man, and I'm stick I'm sticking by it too. Seriously. All these people that have that, you know, especially and I've seen it more so like in like these like third tier suburbs like Apple Valley and all these places where, you know, fucking rich whitey decides to pack up and move out to because he doesn't want to live in the city anymore. And they got like the coexist bumper sticker on their fucking, you know, bullshit, you know, fucking Chevy Volt. My God. Coexist, everybody. Until you come to my neighborhood, then get the fuck out. Until your kid takes a spot in that high school where my kid is supposed to go, then get the fuck out. Come to my neighborhood, miss a turn, whip a U-ball, and then get all fucking mad about it? Fuck you. You don't deserve to fucking treat people that way. If you came to my neighborhood and pulled into my driveway and then backed out, I wouldn't run out into the fucking yard and be like, what the fuck? My fucking driveway only has a limited number of times people can fucking pull their car into it, you old fucking hag. Get the fuck out. No, you would just go fucking dude. Sorry. That part's going to be way overmodulated. I can already see it on the fucking waveform. So sorry if you. <laughs> it's so bad, man. Ah, I was so angry at that lady. Just like completely ruined my night. I was like, fuck you. You don't deserve to sit and yeah, that's right, Paul. You tell him. You gotta go lay down though. Daddy's on a jag. I was so mad about it. Just that one little honk. I was like, lady, I'm not from here. I don't know where I'm going. I'm sorry that I I accidentally missed a turn and did the thing that 97% of all human beings would do. Turn their fucking car around. Oh my God. I mean, she was so like vitriolic with it, so fucking angry. Like, lady, you don't know. It's not how this works. Back off. So anyway, let's get back to the dating portion of this story. <laughs> so we um, we take the dogs out and uh, let them run around for a while, take a nice little walk, and just kind of, you know, I, I don't put a lot of, like, emphasis on dating. I think, like, hey, man, like, as my grandmother one time had told me, um, you know, when I was like 23, I had gone to my grandmother's house and uh, she said, what's the matter? I said, girl problems. She's girl problems. What the hell you got girl problems for? I said, well, I'm kind of seeing somebody and, you know, like I heard she's been like hanging out with her ex-boyfriend and whatnot. She's like, let me tell you something, kid. 
Uh, yeah, your age, you don't get to have girl problems. You should be out there creating the problems, not being, you know, what was me because of the problems. She's like, let me tell you about your grandfather. When your grandfather uh, was your age, uh, your grandfather had gone to the war. And we're pretty goddamn sure your grandfather had a couple of extra ladies on the side when he was out running around, uh, you know, after he had already met me. And I'll tell you who never suffered from lady problems was your grandfather. He created them. He didn't suffer from them. So remember that. You should date. Date as many people as you possibly can. Be safe and be honest, but date as many people as you can. Don't, you know, don't hide it from them, but also keep your options open, you know? Uh, so I don't put a lot of emphasis on dating. It's nice to like hang out with people, especially people you don't know and hearing their stories and where they come from. And, um, you know, she told me this funny story about how one night while she was out with some friends, they were trying to get her to do a knock, knock joke and they would go knock, knock. And her response every time was, who is it? And they, they were laughing hysterically and she could not figure out like why people were fucking laughing at her. It was like, well, no, cause, <laughs> cause it's. Who's there? And she's like, yeah, I know that now, but I was adamant about knock, knock. Who is it? And people are like, you fuck. No, you, you listen, dumb, dumb. It's not, <laughs> it's not. Who is it? I was like, at some point you just start screaming to cross the road. It's not even the same joke. But she, uh, yeah, she was, uh, she was very nice. And we hung out. We went and got a cup of coffee afterwards with the dogs. And, and last night, uh, I don't, uh, I don't make any bones about it, man. I know that my reputation precedes me, but I don't make any bones about it. I don't fuck around. I'm, listen, I know that there's like, you know, it's been said many times, uh, especially on certain radio shows that I used to be on that, hey, dude, he's kind of a playboy, gets around. No, not the case. Just not. I, I don't want to do that, not for me, because, but I also don't want to do that to other people. And I also want to make sure that one day, because all the shit that you do, Especially, gentlemen, listen up if you got daughters. All the shit that you do to girls when you are young while dating, eventually you will become irate when a guy does the same thing to your daughter. And that is truth. Ask anybody who's ever gone through it. Um, I'm sure that there has been many fathers that I have made angry. uh, And I imagine that... (laughs) Those fathers also did a bunch of terrible shit when they were younger. A little bit of karma coming back their way, if you will. But I'm just saying, like, you know, the stuff you do now is definitely going to come back on you. So I try not to. Like, I don't want to go out there and just, like, you know, sleep around and be that guy. Plus, I don't want to, like, show my daughter that that's the way to live, you know? So when it comes to, like, first kisses... I usually, for the most part, I, I, I never initiate ever only because of like me too nowadays. And because of all that shit, it's just like, dude, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I, you know, is it Henry Cavill? Is it, you say Cavill? I think it's Cavill. Uh, the guy who plays Superman, he has been very, you know, upfront and telling like news outlets, Hey, I, I don't listen. I don't date only because I love my career far too much to have somebody say that I forced myself on them or I made an advance and that was not the case. That's why I just don't do it. And I'm like, yeah, I totally get it, man. You work so hard at your professional life to have something so silly. I mean, we all heard the Aziz Ansari story, you know, he went out on a date. It turned out to be a kind of a bad date. They had a little too much to drink. She decided to go down on him like in the back of a limo. And then he, you know, 
brought her home and shook her hands and have a nice night and then never called her again. And then she said that he raped her. And now he has to go on this giant apology tour and go, it's not, it's not what happened, you know? So I get why most guys are like, dude, we're fucking, we're, we're moving on, man. Like we're, we're finding other things to do. And I get it. I 1000% get it. And, um, but last night, uh, while we were kind of saying our goodbyes, I was like, all right, well, hey, you know, maybe we should try to do this again sometime. That would be fantastic. So she kind of reaches in and gives me a hug and I hug her back. And then we pull back and I could tell she kind of stopped for a moment. Like, is this fucking guy going to move in? Like, what's up? And I'm like, all right, well, have a good night. (laughs) And I just turned around and got in the car. And she was parked right next to me. So she gets into her vehicle and I'm doing the gentlemanly thing of waiting. I think that's a very nice move to do. Wait for the other person to go first and then you follow them. You know, just to make sure they get out of the parking lot first and and that they get out safely. So while I'm just sort of in the car waiting and, you know, just kind of getting the tunes settled in, I look over and she's in her vehicle and we make eye contact and she kind of gives me the look like, huh? 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 Yeah? And I was like, huh? Uh, 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 I didn't know what she was trying to, you know, say with her just with her eyes and she got out of the vehicle comes around her vehicle so i do the natural thing i roll my window down and she comes walking over to my driver's side door reaches her hands into the car grabs me by the face pulls me forward and plants a kiss on me i haven't had a kiss in a long time it felt great what i hadn't noticed was that my hand had accidentally hit the window up button. (laughs) I fucking pinched her head into the window. And I didn't realize what I had done yet. So the window is rolling up on her chin underneath and her head hits the top of the window and it just keeps going and it's like moving her head sideways. And she's like, hey, hey, hey. Oh, Christ. Oh, so I quickly like, oh, shit. And I rolled the window down. She's like what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was like, shit, I didn't mean to almost kill you. Holy shit. What is, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for that to happen. I didn't even realize I was crushing your head inside of my window. And she's like, oh my God. Wow. Christ. I've never had that. I'm like, I'm so I get out of the vehicle. I'm like, oh my God. She walked back. She walks back over to her car and she's like, what the fuck was all that about? And I'm like trying not to laugh. So I get out of my vehicle and I walk over to hers. And right before she gets into the vehicle, I turn, I grab her. I'm like, we can't have our first kiss end like that. And I kissed her in the parking lot. And uh, and then she got in her vehicle. She was like, thank you for rectifying that. I said, absolutely. Fuck, I almost killed this poor girl in the middle of a Starbucks parking lot. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you know... As the window kept going up, I was like, what is her problem? Wow, I, 
Is my breath terrible? I didn't realize this was happening. Fuck no. I almost suffocated this poor gal. Almost went dandelion style, popped her head off right in the middle of my 2008 Honda Element because like I was so, I was so in the moment. I was, everything else around me had just like disappeared. Like it was all whitewash, man. And I almost killed this damn girl right in the middle of a park. I felt terrible about it, but oh my God. Oh, it was so funny. I'm like, dude, that's a, that's a story that you can pass on to your kids. That's the one you tell them, you know, I mean, obviously I'm fixed and I'm never having another baby, but you know, maybe to other people's kids and we can tell that story too. You know, it, uh, holy shit. I almost killed that poor girl. I felt terrible, but, uh, but yeah. Um, but I love first kisses. I think that's like, what's so that's why, I don't know. Maybe that's why relationships don't work out nowadays is because so many people love just being in that, that sort of new love feel all the time instead of like really working at something, you know, they just, there's a lot of people that are just like lifelong students, you know, they never really graduate school. They just constantly keep going back for the next thing because that's all they really know. It's just how to be a student, you know? Some people quit jobs and get new jobs all the time because they need to always constantly have that, like that new little shiny toy. And I think dating's a lot like that. You know, we, uh, we love to be in the new love feel all the time. And then when that starts to fade, we go find it elsewhere. It's weird. Mira, it happens. I've had some awkward moments. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they make for great stories. You know, I mean, almost crushing a girl's head in your driver's side window because you don't realize that you have the window up button depressed while you two are making out. That's a, yeah, yeah that one is, uh, that one's for the ages for sure. Um, but that, it got me thinking about like first kisses, man. And, you know, some people are lucky enough to maybe have only had two in their life. Like my buddy, Sean, I think Sean has only had, he, him and his wife, Ange got together when we were like in 10th grade and they've been together ever since, you know, I mean, they're going on like, 25 years together as a couple and they haven't even broke 40 yet, which is crazy to think about that in this time. But I think each of them have only had like, I don't know, two or three first kisses ever, you know, but just that moment, even hanging out with somebody in the anticipation of do they, don't they, I don't know, should I move in? Should I not? Is this going to be weird if I do? And it kind of got me thinking about like some of my favorites and, um, you know, and outside of like being at like a, you know, a, drunken pit party or something, having some beers. And then some gal comes over and like plants one on you. I mean, like you, you guys have been like, you got, you've gone on a couple of dates and you've realized like, ah, I kind of like this person. Maybe, maybe I should, you know, attempt to, uh, to plant one on her. But, uh, I was thinking about it, man. And I was thinking about October 23rd of 2001. How do I know that date? I know that date because that is the date that Incubus released morning view. And I don't know if you guys know this about me. I mention it from time to time. I mean, it's not like a focal point of my life, but I happen to mention that I'm an Incubus fan. And the day that album came out, I had just returned from, I think, Las Vegas. We were on a flight. It was post 9-11. Got back from Las Vegas, went out, bought that record, and listened to it nonstop that day. I mean... For like nine hours, I listened to this record and I love it. It's filled with like all the gems that you want. It's got, uh, it's got, uh, you know, wish you were here. It's got circle. Uh, no, actually doesn't have uh, circles on there. I can't remember. But anyway, it's got like all the jams that you just love. And I love that album so much, but there is one song in particular that comes up and I just, man, 
every time I hear it, it just brings me right back to listening to this album for the first time. And hopefully we don't get kicked off of Instagram for it, but, uh, Aqueous Transmissions. You guys heard this? Man. There's just something about it, you know? Like, uh, is it called a pipa? A pipa? It's like the Chinese guitar that Mike Eisinger is playing in this. And it is like... Oh, man. Was free from their long ago. I don't know. I love this band. I love watching them play live. And I just love like kicking back in the backyard and just throwing this music on. But I had heard this song and I remember driving in my vehicle, my little tiny red Chevy S10. And I was driving on, I think it was Highway 61 in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And as I'm driving, I'm listening to this song, and just like fucking bawling my eyes out. Like, man, like this is like, and it was just like post 9-11. So we're still like, you know, five, six weeks out from when that tragedy happened. And the world's on edge and everybody is like, Shit, are we all going to make it over the next course of the year? And then this song comes out, and I'm just like... Ah, man. Love it. So, listen to this song all day. Went down to the bar, because I lived above a bar in downtown La Crosse, Wisconsin. Went uh, Went down to the bar that night, hung out with some buds, and while I'm down there, uh, I meet a gal. And... Her and I have a drink together. She says, hey, you want to get out of here? I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, I got an apartment upstairs. You want to uh, you want to come up there? We'll hang out and uh, take you up on the roof, listen to some music. And the thing about La Crosse, Wisconsin, is if you can kind of catch it at the right time, man, it is, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And we, uh, we jump up. Uh, we jump up on, uh, up on the roof. And while we're up there, there's like, back in the day, you know, you just didn't have a phone. You, you know, pop out songs. I actually had to like, lug a goddamn CD player up there with us. And uh, we just put it on repeat and just listened to this song. Must have been 87 times in a row. And we just watched the city and the stars were out and we were laying up on the roof just looking up and she rolled over and just gave me a kiss. And it was probably about 15, 20 seconds worth. And then she rolled back over and Started looking up at the stars again. And while this was like all taking place, I I just thought, man, I don't know if it's ever going to get better than that kiss. With this song, this night, this city, where I'm at, my age, that kiss, I don't know if it'll ever get better. And I've had plenty of first kisses since then. But I don't think anywhere as good as this one. And we went on to date for about seven years and ended terribly when she uh, fired two shots of a a nine millimeter at me. We had to get a restraining order and everything. But that first kiss was amazing. (laughs) Nah, that didn't happen. But uh, in fact, to be honest, I don't I don't remember her name. I don't remember if, you know, we hung out after that. I imagine that we didn't. But I do remember this song and being up on that roof and having that kiss. And man, it like made a, it just like made my year. It just it it really did solidify after 9-11 that, hey, man, I think we're going to be OK. You know, I know things are kind of fucked up right now, but hopefully we can, you know, get it reminded you that we've been through like crazy shit before. And that eventually it all sort of writes itself, you know? So just take a, take a moment, man. Take a moment. Enjoy it. Find a song, find a girl, find a rooftop, and get that kiss. 
Shoot your shot. Go for it. Which is terrible advice nowadays. What I mean is make sure you get consent. (laughs) Make sure you have a handwritten note saying, or at least some sort of recording, like selfie style. Just turn the phone around and be like, hey, I state your name. And this person, turn the camera to them, let them state their name. Do solemnly swear that I give consent to let this person's lips touch my lips. Just then that way, there's a whole like episode of Kirby Enthusiasm about it. Larry David, just like screaming into a microphone. I give consent. Consent. It <laughs> was very Jewish of me. Uh, make sure you sub- uh, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Wait a minute. What? There was one more thing I wanted to bring up. Okay, shit. Hang on. Nope, scratch that. We're going back real quick before we get out of this. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because there was a new stat that came out, and I just wanted to uh, drop this uh, to you guys because I... I'm I'm amazed by it. I really am. And I think that this is just like, oh my God, for whatever reason, we are at a time and a place right now where just like history is being made. And as I read this, I was like, good, good for us. God damn it. We watched our parents fucking work their asses off for years and none of us, uh, you know, they hated it. They hated everything about it. They wish they would have gone on and done different things with their lives. And we are finally, we're watching our kids, like those kids behind us that are, you know, 15, 20 years younger than us. I'm watching those kids get jobs and they're getting everything they want. I don't hate millennials, like or not millennials, uh, Gen X, Gen Z, Gen Z. I don't hate Gen Zers because of their, you know, their age. They're doing everything we told them to do. We told them you guys uh, should demand three weeks vacation. You guys should demand good health care. You guys should demand that, uh, you know, parents be able to take paternity leave. We bitched about not getting all that stuff. So now these kids are turning around and they're demanding it and they're getting it. And that's why I hate them. That's actually the reason why I'm not a big fan. But, uh, But I was just reading this this morning. And only because I am part of this statistic... According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, statistics, satanics, the number of job leavers increased by 164,000 people to 942,000 people in June. They call it the Great Resignation. People saying, fuck it. If you don't believe me, just in the last three weeks, uh, Josie Smith from Channel 5 News here in town. Uh, Also, is it Claire? Uh, Jackie Kane. Jackie Kane from Channel 5 as well also resigned this week. Rena Sarginopoulos, longtime CARE 11 uh, anchor. Just up and gone. Just leaving. And a lot of times, people are moving on to like new markets, new places. These people are not. These people are just going, fuck it, I'm out. I just want to go spend time with my family. It's not worth it anymore. You guys are fucking us over when it comes to vacation, when it comes to... In fact, I was actually... I don't listen to a lot of radio. I haven't listened to radio in like three years. I'm just... I'm so fucking over it and just like... It's formats and the people that are on it sometimes. But I do enjoy... There's a couple of shows that I really do like. And uh, I really do enjoy it. I've known those guys for a long time and I wish like I would have been a better coworker. Not that it ended terribly, but I wish I would have been a better coworker when I was at 93X. And I've known Nick and Josh from the Half-Ass Morning Show for a long time. And I find those guys to be still as fucking funny. There's nobody funnier on the radio than Nick from the Half-Ass Morning Show. Fucking fight me on that. There's nobody. Absolutely not. There's nobody funnier. 
There's n- nobody as smart as Josh Bitney. And that's the truth. You, f- you can't fucking find it anywhere. But I was listening to that show this morning when I was driving my daughter to gymnastics and Randy Shaver was on. Long time Care 11 anchor. Sports guy originally. Now he does the five o'clock news. And uh, somebody had asked him on the show, hey man, what would you tell somebody who is wanting to get into television? He would say, get, no, go fucking find something else to do. There's, this business has changed. You know, the giant salaries of a million dollars and bringing people in for six figures. That's fucking gone, man. That doesn't exist anymore. It's all that that style of broadcasting and that level of marketing push behind that talent is gone. It just doesn't exist. So somebody had joked and said, Josh, you know, what would you tell somebody to get in the radio? And he'd say, I'd tell him to go start a podcast and stick with it. Stick with that podcast for as long as you can. Start to monetize it and then eventually sell it. And that's how you do it. That is a thousand percent how you would do it nowadays. No more of this like, go. I mean, look at, look at iHeart. iHeart used to be called iHeart Radio. Now they call it iHeart Media. They're not fucking dummies. They see which way the wind is blowing. They're getting out. They were seeing what their radio numbers were and they just went, fuck it, we're out. We're moving on. We're going to try something different. Now that, I mean, I, I am currently like, like helping out like a couple of companies, like some, and I can say companies, some podcasts. And even though I have nothing to do with like their sales and advertising sides of it, they're all going through another medium. I, all I do is just put together their audio and send it off. They then send that shit off to whomever and it gets uploaded with ads and all sorts of shit. And that's all I heard. A thousand percent. They see what's happening. They, they, these companies are not dumb. They, they know what's going on. So when you kind of have that, you, you see that companies are not being as loyal. They're not paying out what they used to. They're not delivering on their promises. What do you expect? This is what you get. You get almost a million people leaving their jobs just in a month in June, calling it the great resignation because they're like, fuck you guys, we're out. Can't do it anymore. Can't do it for you. One of the best terms I ever heard was, hey, man, I did not get in this business to get rich, but I did not get in this business to make you rich. So sorry, dude. Can't do it anymore. Uh, Bethany, we're all just a dime a dozen to them. No, of course. Yeah, man. That's all it is. And, and here's the thing. And if you are willing to be a part of that machine because you like the health benefits, you like getting out of the house every single day, and you like your work, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't piss and moan about like uh, giant corporations. You know, everyone's like, eh, fucking Amazon, fucking Best Buy, blah, blah, blah. They employ a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that they're, do they have their problems just like everywhere else? I'm sure small businesses have their problems too. They're not perfect. But, you know, when you take a company that's employing a fuckload of people that are giving them health insurance and putting food on the table and shelter over their kids' heads, I don't know. Maybe you got to start looking at the good at all that stuff. There is a good side to it. But yes, for the most part, we're all just numbers. That's all we are. So I can see why most people, and especially people that are in that like middle range, you know, when you're low man on the totem pole trying to like work your way up, or if you are a, you know, CEO who's getting that, you know, half a million dollar bonus every quarter, I get why you would just want to stick it out. But if you're like $70,000 a year, you got two or three people working underneath you, busting your ass, coming in every day, putting in overtime, not getting paid for it. At some point, you just go, fuck you guys. You know, there was two people that were doing my position and then you can the other one. So all this was put on me and now I'm stuck here having to do it. 
And no, you guys don't want to hire on extra help. So now my workload and stress is going through the roof, but you fuckers don't want to pay me like you're paying two people. So no, go find somebody else to do it. Maximilian, there's never been money in education, especially special ed, only morality. Yeah, that's the truth, man. That, I mean, they call they say things like, hey, you are getting paid in karma. You are getting paid in exposure. You are getting paid in recognition. No, fuck no. I'm glad that my, my mortgage, I'm glad Wells Fargo takes exposure. So I always hate that. I usually will always do shit for free. Almost always. I don't care about it. I don't care about the money. Fuck your money. I'll almost always, always do it for free. I'm shooting two comedy shows this coming weekend for no money because I like the person that I'm doing it for. I don't give a, keep your money. I don't give a shit. Now, if you take that footage and you turn around and you pitch it to Netflix and you pitch it to a company that wants to give you an hour special, I would like it if you would possibly, maybe, <laughs> drop me into, uh, you know, drop me into the production company or drop my name to somebody or get me on when you go sell out a theater and you need somebody to like be a camera guy or you need somebody to open with five minutes. Call me. I'll be that guy. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to make the, I don't want to do it for the money. Build your fucking museum, man. Build your museum. Build all that shit. Whether it's art, whether it's videos, whether it's business, whether you, you know, you make parts that go into a carburetor of a car, whatever it is, build your museum. Fuck everybody else's. Uh, Maximilian. Nope. Just exhausted, but very happy. See, there's a part of that. Like I said, you know, I'm sure there's a guy who works at Amazon who delivers packages 12 hours a day. And I know most people go, that guy, that guy deserves better. But that guy's like, fuck you guys. I crawled in the ditch from a fucking third world country to get here. I'll gladly get in a van and drive around with some AC and listen to tunes all day, dropping off packages. Fuck yeah. That's a good living. I don't shit on all of it. Just the part where companies fuck people over. That's the part I don't like. All right, now we can move on. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and Stitcher. And every day, 9.45 a.m., we go live on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.